know, we have spent a fair amount of time here lately trying to get a handle on the consumers. We had heard from a bunch of retailers who said, you know, they've taken a hike. The travel industry has really been remarkable. International travel is way up. Domestic travel seems to be down. And hotels are all over the place. So, so what's going on? Uh, one man who knows is, is really involved in every aspect of the hotel business uh, and, and knows leisure travel all over the place. Uh, Ashford founder and uh, chairman of the board, Monty Bennett, joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm not exaggerating. You have hotels, you have service industries that manage hotels, you have keyless entry things. You you know all of all of that business. And tell me about what what are you observing? Well, it's interesting. You know, um, before COVID, um, the hotel business was was relatively stable, and year over year, you could really see changes we always knew exactly when we were going into a recession before anyone else did because companies before they start laying off people they cut travel expenses right. and so we would see it and so we would know it and we could call it before anyone but with covid we've had all these whipsaws back and forth where all the business is way down and then certain segments of the business come roaring back by other other segments don't but then it's 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 more local business because people still can't go overseas. And then the next year that's down because people can start going overseas. So all the indicators are kind of all over the place. But I can tell you, in aggregate, we are feeling it. And we reported some earnings here this uh, uh, past quarter, which were less than what we had wanted to. And um, uh, we're feeling it in the hotels. We're feeling it with business uh, being impacted. Um, I'd say business is down, but it depends upon what you're comparing it to, right? Uh, right. Last year, the year before, the year before, it's hard to to figure out exactly what what normal is. But we are definitely feeling it in our numbers, uh, and um, and I believe that it has already begun. Well, I, and but the the question is, where is the demand missing, and where is the demand? And I I know you all gave back. What was it? I don't, 15, 20 hotels to some of the lenders and and got out of those. But what were you getting out of? The low end? Is it the sort of Motel 6s that are not in demand and they want Ritz-Carlton's? Or, or is it the other way around, somewhere in the middle? You know, good question, because it's not broken down by that at all. The, the reason was because we had such a heavy concentration in the San Francisco Bay Area. So with what has happened there and what the government has let happen to that community, um, those hotels are just getting crushed. One of our, our friendly competitors, uh, Park Hotels, they had some big, beautiful assets there uh, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And that they let those go back to the lenders as well. So while business is down in many quarters and, and especially independent business travel, um, it's because of uh, those being located in the Bay Area that just crushed those portfolios of hotels. We They were in, in big pools. And when, I don't know, half of them are in the Bay Area, well, it doesn't matter where the other half are. Uh, the pool is going down because um, it, business is so bad. And I don't know when that area is coming back. That's kind of a whole different animal. But that's an enormous concentration of, of hotels and, and business that, that has just disappeared. So tell me about, about what, what the consumer wants right now. What sort of amenities? Is it the, is it the flag that's important, the, the name out front? They want to collect their Marriott Bonvoy points or Hilton's or whatever. Or is it the, the location of the hotel? 
Well, it's always been location number one, but uh, the brand is uh, is pretty close behind. So uh, the and and depending upon which brands, so some of the brands have really strong, powerful reservation systems and point systems, and some just don't. And so those that do will produce a lot more business than those that don't because people love their points and they love the consistency of the product. But location is probably still number one and brand number two, and that's what they're looking for. But realize the number of independent business travelers is still down 15 to 20% compared to 2019. And that's just a a secular adjustment. I I think that's just kind of where it is. Is it never coming back? I think it is, but it's going to come back at the rate of the economy. So it's just kind of been reset 25% lower. And now as the economy grows, say at 4%, then it'll grow at 4%. So it'll, uh, it's, it's coming back kind of in a way, but, but not fully and, and wholly. You know, as I was saying in the beginning, you know, one of the intriguing things about Ashford is you have most all aspects of this business and, and you, your management and, and there's Red Hospitality and Remington and Open Key and, and some of it is uses technology. And, and is, there an, is there an opportunity in this industry to replace some people, cut down some overhead and take advantage of technology as as it has been used in, in so many different industries? I think there is and there has been. Uh, that whole concept, though, has been something that's been forced upon us, whether we want it or not, meaning that during COVID, we were probably the most first or second most effective in industry. And so we had hotels that had 200 employees that went down to literally one employee. And so we had to let so many people go. Well, they went off to go work for Amazon or whomever, and we still haven't been able to recruit them all back. And so we've been having to operate more efficiently because we just can't get people back. And meanwhile, this is while wages in our industry have gone up dramatically over the past number of years as we've tried to attract uh, talent. And we still can't. We're probably still 10% understaffed or so. You know, I've seen, uh, and, and probably with your technology, you'd call down and I've locked myself out or I can't open the door. And instead of sending a human being up, they and open the door for me automatically. Or I've also seen, uh, I don't know how effective these are, but these little little robots that will deliver drinks or room service to rooms now. Uh, are you using any of that? Sure, sure. We haven't used the robots, at least to my knowledge. Maybe one of our hotels somewhere has tried it. Uh, but the uh, the room uh, access, uh, one of our companies is called OpenKey, and we are the industry leader in providing that software technology, either standing alone or integrated with the uh, apps of uh, of some of the brands or other hotels. And and it's just that there's nothing that I dislike more than uh, checking in and then going up to my room. And then my key doesn't work. And, uh, you know, I felt guilty all these years because I always uh, demand and and make sure I get two keys. And uh, because that way, when one doesn't work, maybe the other one will. And uh, I'm wondering if the people at the front desk think I've got, you know, some mystery traveler with me or something when I'm just trying to be able to get into my hotel room. Um, But something like Open Key solves that. Um, And you can use your phone in order to get into your room. And there's other things that you can do back and forth. You can even check in before you arrive at the hotel and and are able to skip the desk, which is, for me, a great convenience. Some people, though, interestingly, they actually like checking in at the desk. And um, it must be people don't travel as much because um, 
Uh, I sure don't, but uh, a lot of people still do. But it's a great convenience. So do you have to serve breakfast to everybody now? It seems like we've sort of turned into Europe. Everybody seems to have breakfast at their hotels now. Is that an amenity that you have to have? In many cases, but in some cases, no. You know, some brands like uh, Embassy Suites always offer a free breakfast, which is part of the the shtick. And now we usually do it kind of with a special rate. You know, you try to... The, the, the challenge is, is you're selling essentially the same thing, right? A room. And you want the people that can pay more to pay more. And the people that can't or won't pay more to still come but pay less because it's a, it's a very, very fixed cost business. So high fixed cost business. So our variable cost on, on renting a room is, is very low. But you have to get a quite a premium over that low variable cost in order to pay for all those uh, expensive uh, fixed costs. Sure. So um, it will offer like a breakfast if it's, if we think it's kind of like a leisure traveler that a- appeals to a leisure traveler, uh, business traveler don't care because uh, they're on an expense account. So if you can package a room with a, a breakfast or a meal, especially on weekends, uh, then you're likely to, uh, to pick up some leisure travelers when you otherwise wouldn't uh, for breakfast travelers. They don't care so much because of the expense account. Uh, so you keep trying to find ways to attract them. They want the points, right? So you can do sure, double yeah. points for the for the uh, business travelers that will sometimes attract them, or uh, or other things that are of convenience. If you can have a shuttle to a business park nearby, sometimes that's very convenient for a business traveler. So you're constantly moving and shaking. You know, there's this trend now where people like kind of more independent hotel experiences, and so you have brands like uh, Marriott who has their uh, autograph collection which is nice boutique type hotels where people get all the Marriott points, which they love, but it doesn't look like a standard Marriott or standard Hilton or standard Sheraton. It's uh, it's unique and many times has a local flair, which a lot of people have. So uh, rooms are moving more and more towards um, design being an important part, experience being a, an important part, not just the overnight stay. It's all, are we going to see more contraction in this? Are they finding other uses for locations? You know, you know one of the first ones I, I can remember, you remember the Marriott and, and LBJ and Coit? And it was a real high-profile Marriott, very successful, at least I thought it was, and they converted it into a senior living center. And I said, well, that's, that's right. really efficient use of, of the space. Are we going to see more of that? You know, actually, for the short term, I think you'll see the opposite. We've got so many downtowns that have all this extra office space, and uh, there's just no office demand for it. And it's still contracting. It'll probably contract for the next five years or so as as uh, companies' leases come up, and they just don't need as much space. Right. So you're seeing all these uh, office buildings repurposed into combinations of uh, of condos, multifamily, uh, hotel, and, and the like. And I'm sure you're familiar with the, the national downtown and they've done a nice job of converting that into a, a, a hotel and some uh, multifamily. We're also starting to, to, to see the, the emergence of something called branded multifamily. We're looking at one project where we might have um, it, it's a converted building, but then there'll be a hotel and then there'll be kind of regular apartments or multifamily then there'll be a, another group of multifamily that are associated with the hotel. So you have a lot of the amenities with the hotel um, that the other apartments don't. So it's 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 like how they've built condos that are associated yeah. with hotels. It's the same concept, but just for rent. 
And so you're starting to see those uh, uh, start to. Wait a minute. So you can get Marriott points when you pay your rent every month? You know, I didn't even thought about that connection, <laughs> but I imagine so. I imagine there'll be some tie in uh, some way like that. Yeah, well, I, sure. Uh, it's the mother of invention. I tell you, the, the, the necessity. <laughs> right. But uh, post COVID, it's 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 a it's an altered life. But I tell you, it's nice to be able to travel again. Uh, Marty Bennett's founder, chairman, CEO of Ashford Inc. Got all of the properties and every aspect of it. It's good to spend some time with you. I look forward to the next time. Well, likewise. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot for more of a conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.